Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode seven. It is called Free Your Mind, and my guest is a good friend of mine, Sean Spath. Sean is a husband, a father, a former enlisted Marine, a business manager, and a dreamer. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, John. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I am too. This is super fun. And today, to stay on theme, we are drinking a mind eraser. And this mind eraser has uh, equal parts vodka and Kahlua. And then usually they have soda, but I had Sprite. And it's on the rocks, and I think these taste really good. What they're, do you think? They're, awesome. Very, they're really very good. good. And they're oh, a little yeah. strong, but they're... <laughs> yeah, it's working out fine. <laughs> so far, so good. But yeah, it yeah. tastes great. Um, so I just wanted to start, uh, again, welcome to the podcast. And I just kind of wanted to start and talk about how we met. Okay. Uh, we've lived at Lock and Grin... Uh, over two years, mm-hmm. and do you remember how we met? And it was probably well. It was probably lodge night Thursday. It was a Thursday night, and we get After we all get together and drink. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody brings beer and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you brew beer. I do, and I like to think I'm a brewer, but I you, haven't brewed you, in two years. You have, you, we're <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, former brewer, but now yeah, you brew yeah. beer too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I brewed for ah oh, shoot, I probably eight years or so. And, right. Yeah, and you've lived out here f- at Lock and Grin for how long then? Since I was nineteen or two thousand six. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's right. And then you've known, so you know Steve Parker. So the yeah, way that we- was also brewing too that brought us together. Because was I, it? Yep. Oh, okay, I, yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, so you had that in common. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we kind of I had met Steve um, kind of on a random thing. Um, I'm hoping to have him on the show as well because he's, yeah. a, he's a character. Oh, he's a character, yeah. He would be perfect. But yeah, I met Steve and he invited us uh, to what we what we call now Thirsty Thursdays at the lodge here at the lake. And we'll get together with our friends. And it's kind of nice because they don't sell alcohol there, um, but you can bring your own. So we're always bringing in beer that we brewed or Steve will bring in different samples of beer that he found or we'll have different cocktails and stuff. And so it's super fun. But yeah, that was the first time. So that was over two years ago. Yeah. And we met you on that. Yeah. On a Thursday, and I, I kind of felt like I've ever since I started talking to you, I always felt like I kind of had a connection. I'm like, you know, yeah. this guy. I don't know if it was the energy or what it yeah. is, but I'm like, I, this this guy could be a good friend of mine, and it's yeah. been it's been super fun. So I agree. I kind of felt the same way. Yeah, yeah, had a good time, and then yeah, even like I had my family here uh, shortly after that. And you happened to be at the lodge, and we went to remember we went to the lodge to eat, and you're just like, hey, did they want a boat ride? And I was like, what a nice guy. So yeah, yeah I so can't remember. Did we do boat rides? We did. Yeah, remember, oh. well, remember the boat broke down. Oh we, shit! Yeah, because it was just <laughs> happened from time to time. <laughs> yeah, an old boat. It's like a 1990. That's yeah. right. So we had my family on the boat, and then we had a problem with that boat, and then we got on uh, Dale's boat, and then but that was like beeping like the low oil. Was yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I that's thought it was right. going to be like yeah. a three hour tour or something, but. Yeah, it does like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we had a good time, so. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, so um, what I wanted to talk about today is the power of your mind, power of your mind and your thoughts. And um, I've talked to you, you know, about this before, but let's just kind of talk about um, using your thoughts and your mind. Um, and like like when you were in the Marines, we'd kind of start like that. Oh, yeah. Um you know, how did you remember specific things you did or whatever? How did you use your thoughts to make you a better Marine or to help you through that? Well, I can remember, you know, I don't know, everybody. The, the Marine Corps boot camp is very difficult. 
And right. I'm, I don't think that anybody would say it's not. And I mean, I don't, I don't know that it's getting any easier. It's, right. But you have to surrender mm. in that situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I can remember, I probably the best example was I was face down doing push-ups. And I was just exhausted and sweat rolling off my body. And every crack in orifice, I was just sweating. Everything was horrible. <laughs> it was just terrible. And everybody around me is doing the same thing. And at that moment, I remember looking over at the grass. And I looked at the grass that was growing up next to me while I was doing the push-ups. And I thought, you know what? That grass doesn't care if I'm doing this. I should be like the grass. So, so at that moment, I, I kind of said, you know, a plant doesn't need help to grow. Mm. So... You know, and this was a growth time for me. If I could allow myself to release um, who, you know, what I wanted to do and just accept what was in front of me and go with it, it would make my life easier. And at that moment, that happened for me. And I let go and I began to grow. That's awesome. I love that. That's a great story. I love the, I love the, (laughs) that's great that you looked over at the grass. It's interesting. I remember, so I heard it somewhere, but I just, I've caught on to it a couple times, but it's just like, you know, you, you plant a seed and you don't have to tell the seed to grow. It's just what it does. Just like the bird, the bird knows what to do. You know, they just, they know what to do. Like a tr- you don't have to tell a tree to grow. They're just trying to survive. It's just what they do. That's, yeah. that's a great story. So, so what you have, what I did is I just surrendered to flow and I mm-hmm. just allowed myself to be like, it was like being in, in the rapids on a, doing a, <laughs> you know, one of those uh, tours, but yeah. I'll tell you what, it was great. I mean, I don't, I, and I actually, at that moment, it was like it became enjoyable. I found humor in all that pain everybody else was suffering and the people crying at night. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great story. I love that. Yeah. And then you, we've talked about this, or you've talked to me about this a little bit, uh, a few times, but um, so then how did you, because I've always, you always have such a great attitude, um, and I'm sure that, and I know it's something that you've worked on. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah. but I thought it was neat, the story of how you talked about attracting your wife and what you always said that you, that you had, you were just like, you just knew you're just like, oh, well, I'm going to find this gorgeous woman. And I'm yeah. going to marry like, that's just what's going to yeah, happen. And that was like, in, like your mindset, I guess. Yeah. That my first dream was probably, I can't remember, man. I was so young, 10 or 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And I dreamt of this beautiful blonde <laughs> and she was pretty short, but, uh, you know, kind of, and it was like this, and I don't know if it was, I, I just felt this instant attraction and I knew that there was a lot there and I would eventually, uh, be with her. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was I had that dream and 10 or 11 years old, I said, Oh God, I can't tell anybody about this right? because it, then it won't come true. Right. So as life goes on, you know, I met another lady, ended up being married and uh, it wasn't right. And I, I knew it. I mean, you can feel it when it's mm-hmm. not right. Sure. And so it, you know, eventually that ended in divorce. I did have a daughter, beautiful daughter from her. And uh, she's doing tremendously well. And uh, yeah, so, so then a few years, like we ended up divorcing while I was in the Marine Corps after the first two years. And then I ended up being deployed and I stayed gone so much it was tough to get divorced but we finally got divorced but I had to actually get out of the service in the interim I get out and I'm taking care of my daughter and my stepdaughter at the time and I'm, we're going to the uh, to a fitness center all the time and there's 
somebody in there and she's coloring with my daughter and stuff and she finally one day she writes her name. I'm like, every day I pick up my daughter from the from the daycare, and I'm like, how are you coloring like this? She's like four, you know? I'm like, there's no way you're keeping it in the lines. And uh, and she goes, well, that girl helps me. And she shares her yogurt with me. And so I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know? And, that's great. And so finally one day, Promise, what's my wife's name, Promise, she signs uh, one of the pictures with her name, Love, Shelby, and Promise. And I met her, and I was like, oh, not now. I was so done with women. I was like, I don't want this in my life. This is terrible but timing. <laughs> it was. It was terrible timing. But you don't get to choose that sometimes. No, you don't. But you send it out there. But it is the right timing, even though it may not be right in your mind. It doesn't feel right to you, but it is. Yeah, it's, and, uh, I always say like in God's perfect timing or whatever. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Whatever you believe. For yeah. sure. And 20 years later now, we're, well, we're getting ready to go to Hawaii. I think we're going to renew our vows. So That's it's exciting. Yeah, we're going to be there That's for so Christmas cool. to visit my daughter. She's living there. So That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's totally awesome. I always say that uh, uh, I picked it up from uh, a pastor at a church, which was great. But I, I always say that I won the wife lottery. And um, but you had to you won the wife lottery, but you had to play twice. Yeah, so I only yeah. had to play once. I think I got practice. I had to yeah, practice. Maybe one. that was what. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I just won- need a little practice. Right, you won the lottery, but you did play a couple times. So that- <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Well, that's too. I love that story. That's great, and that is really cool because your daughter is in Hawaii. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you're going to go out there, and so you've been out there to see her. Well, no, I've not been to Hawaii. You haven't yet. That's, no, that's right. right. Yeah, that's but you're going to mm-hmm. possibly renew your vows as the plan and go out there next year. So yeah. Well, no, we're going to Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. You so know. 20 days. I looked at oh, the yeah. calendar. Day. 20 yeah. days. Ready to go. 20, <laughs> 20 days and 15 hours. About three hours ago. Oh, yeah. So 20 so you hours. Probably should be planning more than you're. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be great. <laughs> that's awesome. That's exciting. That's cool. So what else has um, like as far as uh, using your mindset um, and and things like that has helped you with like your work and your career. Like, I don't know if there's different times that you can go back to where you're just like you're struggling or you weren't making a lot of money or you're just like, or even like getting your house. Yeah. Because you didn't live on the lake, but now you found yeah. the perfect house on the lake. Yeah. And that was another one where story. I looked at mm-hmm. it and I thought, you know what? I don't, I love that. I love the location. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, Promise didn't really think too much of it. It was a little bit smaller than what we wanted, and mm-hmm. we were moving from a much bigger house. Uh, I don't know, man. I looked at it. I looked at it, and what I did the day that I was there mm-hmm. uh, to look at it back. I mean, this was like May. I think we bought it in December, but we looked at it in May. I took a picture uh, from the deck mm-hmm. on the back of the house facing the. Uh, lake, which is a gorgeous view. That's, oh yeah, that's a perfect view. I would say that's about as good it as it like can the get. the best view. Yeah, and so so we took that picture, and I went to work, and I put it on my mm-hmm. screensaver, and I looked at it every day for yeah. many many months, and I never I did because I actually went into another deal. I was going to buy a different house, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it didn't work out. I ended, I mean it was just strange how everything went together. So I, I was making a deal on another house. I was going to mm-hmm. have to rehab the whole thing inside now, which is no big deal. Right. Um, but I couldn't, they, they couldn't get the deed cleared up. I it had a bunch of federal liens and stuff. So then I ended up down <clears throat> toward the end of the year. And so I'm back on the looking, you know, for property again. And I'm like, wow, you know, I should take another look at this place. And it was like looking at it for the first time all over again. Oh, wow. And I so just, the timing was right for you there. Yeah, like yeah. At first, when you first looked at it, that's interesting. So when you first looked at it, it wasn't really the right timing. 
mm-hmm. then you kept a picture of that on your computer. So you yeah. just kept it in your mind. You kept thinking about it. Well, and we looked kinda... at a lot of properties, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was hard to figure out. Like, we looked at a lot of properties, and then it's like, wait, what are you going to get? The only thing that really matters when you're talking about lakefront prop to me, mm-hmm. is the view. I mean, and, and you know, if your boat's going to get beat up in a no way. Right, right. Or not in right, a no way. Right, 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 right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the things to consider. But you really right. want to be able to look out that window or stand on your deck mm-hmm. and have that view. That's what it's all yeah, about. And you've got, like, one of the nicest views on the lake for sure. Because, I mean, and plus, with, with some of your construction and rehab background stuff like so fixing up the house which you've done like the way you did your kitchen is amazing thanks so but uh but yeah i mean to you you're just like well i can do that you know i can rehab the house or whatever i need to it's just a matter of the locations yeah yeah but you know i mean so i wanted to be on the water and and okay I'm teaching my mechanic. This is something that's going to be kind of a little bit off script. But no, no. We like the cyborg. Okay. It's awesome. That's yeah. my favorite. That's yeah. great. That's so, rear. Yeah. So my mechanic last year bought a house in Vandalia. And, uh, well, let's start off. He came to work for me in uh, about two years ago and uh, told me he was trying to have a uh, a kid. Or he had been trying to have a kid. Couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Had been to the doctor. The doctor said, you know, he didn't have... Something was wrong with his sperm counts or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. I mean, the doctor said no kids. Name, but yeah, yeah. No, it's kidding. <laughs> so so I so so he came to work with me and we did some stuff and he started. I I watched what he was doing. I mean, he was he had a terrible diet and stuff. But we started working on the diet a little bit. Started working on uh, different things. Next thing you know, his wife ends up pregnant, mm-hmm. which I thought was phenomenal. And he right. said, "It's all." He goes, "It's all because of me." And I'm like, "How can that be?" He said, "You willed that into my life. I just can't believe it." Because he he believes I can do anything with my mind. Which you can I know, and I know it's hard to believe. So yeah, you can. That's yeah. awesome. So That's so great. he had, he got a kid. He moved into a house. I told him, "Don't do it." Right. Moved into a house. It went terribly bad. <laughs> and it was in Vandalia. He's driving an hour each way to work to come down. <laughs> he bought that last year. He just sold, closed on it Friday. Yeah. Bought another house in Germantown, mm-hmm. but was able to get out of there unscathed. Didn't nice. pay too much. I mean, he. It's just amazing how I'm teaching him yeah. a little bit about how to uh, manifest and stuff. And it's just right. amazing what. So what, he's what do been you? Able to do. Is there anything specific that? you would tell somebody or that you're teaching him like, you know, what, yeah. So is it focusing on what you want or how do you, is there anything specific yeah. tips yeah. or tricks or whatever? Oh, sure. Yeah. It's, um, you know, you got to feel like it's already there. It's already part of you. So uh-huh. when I sit at my desk and look at that picture from the back of the house or, you know, mm-hmm. when I was planning on, not really planning on buying that house, but that was just a great view to have on my, as a screenshot. Right. I, env- I felt as if that was, where I was at that time and I could feel all those feelings and sense all that stuff going on around me so it's not just seeing the picture oh, like no. if somebody's got a vision board or they have something they're going after you have to really feel, feel it and get the emotions attached to that thing and actually put yourself there mm-hmm. and I guess the more real it is in your mind the more it will become real is that yes that's exactly that's okay. totally accurate the other so you get that's part of it. Mm-hmm. The other part of it is like a lot of times when I'm trying to to make some things happen, I have a few moments I might do, you know, meditate. And I might just say something like, you know, if we're doing, um, and this is at work, if I want to, I'm like, man, I'd like to do $10,000 on something tonight. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even, I just think about 
ha, you know, collecting that check for the 10000 I don't even know how it's going to go. Right. But I'm telling you, it doesn't always happen easily. But, you know, when it does, it is easy. Right. You see what I mean? It's like it's already supposed to have happened. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. It's a definitely, you got to find your own. I mean, everybody's capable of it. I do believe that. Right. But you have to figure out what your magic mix is. So I have, uh-huh. so I get like a lot of times I'll do mm-hmm. like on elliptical, treadmill, running, lifting weights, mm-hmm. whatever. That's when I will start putting things out there uh-huh. while I'm at a heightened state. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. while I'm being physical. And I don't, and sometimes I do it when I meditate, but usually when I'm being physical I, right. is when I ask for a lot of, or I look at I think that's stuff. interesting too. And I've heard other people talk about that where maybe they'll do it when they're working out or whatever too, but. Actually, no, I haven't really thought of anybody doing it when they're working out, but that makes sense because you're doing such an intensive thing. You know, if mm-hmm. you're training really hard, I could see, you know, you're really, I guess, engaged maybe is the word. Like, you're really, really engaged. And yeah. that would be, which I guess is the point of, you know, putting, you know, whether you're looking at a picture or whatever you want in your mind and you're saying, okay, I'm going to sell $10,000 this week. So then you're thinking about that on the treadmill and then the next day... You're like, oh wow! I just saw this opportunity, and this happened, and then you just it just kind of falls in, not falls in oh, your yeah. lap, but it's like you see. No, no, no! The it steps. does. It falls in your lap. That's exactly what happens with it me. Does. It's like, it, well, like, you know that about I've me. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I've you've seen, seen it with me. I don't. You're like, you're like, I need to get a boat, whatever. And it's all of a sudden, it's just like, oh look, I just found it. I'm like, how did you even? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, because so. I think part of it is, um, kind of the uh, what are you talking about, like the. Like the what the yellow Porsche syndrome or whatever. Like we we bought a yellow car. Well, or actually, as soon as I bought my Audi, yeah, uh, convertible, and I'd never had a convertible before. And then all of a sudden, all I see is convertibles. I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody's a convertible. They're yeah. everywhere. So I think part of it is that selective nature in your mind that once you are aware of something, then you see it. But I think there's also other power to the thought in your mind, which you know, and then that's how it really gets manifested. So because mm-hmm. everything, you know, has started. Whatever it is, I mean, this glass, this ice, whatever it is, started in somebody's mind, mm-hmm. and then they came oh, up yeah. with it and figured out how to do it. I mean, this guy, whoever made these glass, I don't even know what glasses these are, but yeah. not, get them at they're Walmart nice. Or they're full of, they're, they're pretty full ice, of booze. But, but yeah, they might only have full. <laughs> but um, but somebody, you know, came up with an idea. Hey, I'm going to make glasses. Going to look like this, and they didn't know how they're going to do it, but then they ended up making it. So yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's kind of a cool. Yeah, and and that's so true in our lives. And sometimes, you know. Sometimes you can just put out there, I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. And you can do that. But when you focus on, I don't want this anymore, you're going to get more of that. Right. Yeah. Because you're still so focused. You have on to it. actually pick something else. You can't right. say, I don't want this anymore. Right. I don't want this so, to yeah. happen. What is an example? They're like, okay, don't think of elephants. Well, guess what's the only thing you're going to think, think of about. is thinking yes. of elephants or, yeah. or telling your kids. Think of a zebra. Like, don't slam the door. And then the only thing you want to do is slam the door because you just thought oh. slam the door, right? Yep. Perfect example. So. I'm drilling a bunch of pennies as a young boy <laughs> in my dad's garage. He comes out and sees me and he goes, hey, what are you doing? I said, I'm drilling these pennies. And he goes, that's fine. Just don't break the, break the drill bit. 
He walks out. I broke the drill bit. Immediately. Yeah, you're like, don't <laughs> like, break the drill bit. The first thing you think is break the yeah, I drilled 50 pennies, you know. Drilled. I'm just drilling you're holes. You're like, I was totally fine until he, like, thanks a lot, Dad. <laughs> yep. Drilled holes in the pennies. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah. a great story. What were you doing with the pennies? Ah, uh, we were making neck. I mean, dude, Necklaces I was like probably six years old, I don't know, that's old. cool, though. I've, yeah. I don't know if I've drilled out pennies. That yeah, you like just drill fun. out, you drill out like a little hole, and then we, right. you know, make them, taking wires and making necklaces and oh, bracelets cool. and stuff. Nice. Now, were you selling those as entrepreneur kind of thing, or were you just That was part of cool? the plan, you know, yeah. Right. But I didn't have a drill bit, so I had like three or four of them. Somewhere. So it was a short company. Yeah. yeah. So it was one of your first businesses. <laughs> yeah. The very, did you ever? Did you hear about the very first no, business? No, I have not. Let's hear yeah, it. so great. so third grade, <laughs> I my mom gives me my allowance, and I'm at she's at a school supply store, and I buy these scratch and sniff stickers. Have you ever you remember those? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh they're big. Oh, they're when huge. you know I'm kind of not real young anymore. So <laughs> so that was like the thing back in the day. Yeah. So oh I yeah, get, they were huge. Yeah. So I get these scratch. <laughs> I go over and I buy the packages scratch and sniff stickers, but it's mostly because I never did that well in school. Mm-hmm. So the kids were getting those on their papers, and I was like, "Oh man, that's what I want. I want to <laughs> oh, have for that." For good grades, yeah. they're getting the stickers. Yeah, they were oh, getting yeah. those stickers, and I was like, "Oh man, that's what I want. I got to have that." <laughs> so, but I couldn't. I wasn't getting the grades to get them, so I bought them. Mm-hmm. I show up at school the next day. School lunch is ninety cents. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a dime, so oh, I sold all those perfect. stickers. I sold all those stickers. Went, rode my bike back to the school store, bought the next bigger package. And kept going. I eventually had kids in like I was in third grade. I had kids in sixth grade, selling them and stuff. And then my mom, so you had a team of salespeople, yeah, for you too. <laughs> yeah. And when I was in third grade, so then, so then I get called to the office, mm-hmm. and I go in, and my mom's there, and I'm like, "What is going on? You can't sell sm- uh, scratch and stiff stickers for profit, apparently." Apparently that's a rule in the yeah. school. Like, what a bunch of ridiculous. Like, but I love, I love the point. Yeah. There's like so many stories within this story. So it's, first of all, it's like, you know, you found a margin. And then the price point was perfect. Because like you said, yeah. school lunch was 90 cents. So yeah. everybody brought a dollar to school and they had 10 cents left. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't great. that funny? Yeah. That's but great. see, how, and I mean, it could go, it, it could be as simple, you know, manifesting those stickers into my life. Right. And then turning it into a you know something where I was making money, but you know the only thing I ever bought was more of those stickers. Yeah. So I mean, I ended up with a huge package of them, and of course I couldn't sell them. And right. Right. I didn't. They shut. So you had basically the government shut you down. Exactly. Yeah, I was making too <laughs> much le- money. Some legislation yeah. shut you down. There. Yeah. Yeah. No taxes. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe the school was getting ten, fifteen percent of it. Maybe would have kept going, but yeah, <laughs> that exactly. Was probably the problem. Yeah, I had to pay off the principal or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You needed to. <laughs> yeah, your business plan was a little small for that. <laughs> That's great though. So you had people yeah. selling them for you. Too, oh yeah. Different grades. Oh yeah. I yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so some of them never, uh, some of them never paid me, you know, like they'd take a right. sheet and right. they, and those kids wouldn't pay me, but I just wouldn't give them another sheet. Right. You know, and it, and it, and honestly it worked. Yeah. It worked because those kids oh would, God. they wouldn't short me money. Right. But. That's great. No, that's a great story. I love that. I yeah. That, so, so what other, um, what other ways do you, uh, just like at work, cause I kind of. I just think there's a lot of things that you do at work that make you very successful what you do. Mm-hmm. And um, what other, is there any other things that you do? I don't know if there's specific things that you like think about. Like you said, I love the thing where you're like, oh, I, I need to make, I need to bring in $10,000. Yeah, but week, see, I don't, so. yeah, I don't think about what that is, you know, or how mm-hmm. that's going to be done, which I don't want to give away a bunch of trade secrets. No, right? no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah no, but what I, don't I worry, nobody's I, listening to this. It's just a podcast <laughs> on the world. No big deal. So, so what happens is, uh, well, I, 
I work for a company, um, construction and trucking. And we have a lot of equipment and a lot of real estate. And we're able to do things like, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, an opportunity that nobody else would even see or be able to realize because they're not in that situation. Right. We have, so... That's true. Like with your experience. Yeah. I, I was trying to remember, there was a situation you told me about where um, you had bought a big bunch of fill dirt or something, and it was yeah. like, well, you didn't even buy it. Like, somebody was trying to get rid of it. Yeah. So they and then you, us. Yeah. So these people need to get rid of it, so they got to dump it somewhere, yeah. and then you're like, oh, I'll take it, yeah. and then I'm going to be able to sell it, and it's yeah. going to be great, and it just... That's exactly what happened. You're able to see that. Yeah. Yeah, so that happens, and it's usually like I have a you know access to this or that uh, type of you know, and it's all aggregate or right or soils or so we so we make we mix soil, mm-hmm. which you know I watched those guys. If you look at like the garden blends and things mm-hmm. like that, it's really very simple to make, and mm-hmm. we have all the material to do it, and and that margin's a lot bigger. Then, yeah, because if, well, if you sold the stuff separately, it's yeah. not that yeah, not worth a lot. But then you put it together, and so it's. Yeah. I guess that's a lot of it too. Being able to see, yeah, see that that's interesting. Yeah, being able to see how okay, we have this. I can do this with it, or you know mm-hmm. that thing. Well, that's interesting. Well, it's not that. It's yeah. I mean, it, the best part about my job is it's really it allows me a, a tremendous amount of creative license. Mm-hmm. If I I will. Sometimes it might be we go pick up a load of, well, here's a good example. So somebody was tearing out a retaining wall. Mm-hmm. So we sent a truck, picked up all the, the entire retaining wall, brought it back, he dumped it out, and we stacked it on skids, and then we resold it for like a thousand bucks. Nice. And they paid us, <laughs> they paid us to go get it. Right. And I probably, we had a couple hundred dollars and somebody stacking them back up, maybe at the best, at right. most, and then made a thousand dollars. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess it's just that's so interesting. There's so many uh, opportunities, and I feel like, I mean, awareness. Like Bob Proctor talks about being aware, and, and other people like being aware. Like awareness is the big deal, mm-hmm. and I think it is. And it's similar to just like the car thing, like having my convertible. Like I again, I didn't. All of a sudden, everybody's got you know. I see thousands of convertibles where before I had one, I didn't see any. And it's I think that's what it is. Like you've trained yourself. And you've been, you know, working for this company for a while, too, like in this area. But it's like, oh, like you see the opportunity where somebody else doesn't see it because you're because of what you're how you're aware, I guess. Yeah. And it's all about perspective. Some people, you know, some people can see that stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of people actually, if you're in the industry, it's part of it. You know, you you start to realize that, you know, and I that pile of filter that you were talking about, it's probably a million dollars or more. Right. And we've got it. I mean, it's ready to go. So yeah. when somebody needs it, you can leave. Right. You can make a million dollars. And that'd be great. And we get all the trucking out of it. So Right, right. That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you're basically, I don't know, for the use of the truck. Yeah. Well, Anyways, yeah. So, yeah. But as far as, yeah, but as far as, but I think that's great, though. I think that's interesting how you, you know, put... Your thought, you know, you, you focus on what you want. You don't know how to get there, but then you can just see the opportunities and it just happens. Yeah, it's not, believe me, it's never like, okay, it would be great. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I go, it would be great if this happened because right. then I would be able to buy. Let's right. just say there's somebody I know struggling, um, a part salesman or 
not necessarily important. Probably, I don't know. Somebody needs some work, right. okay? And I can put together a deal where I can work somebody. Sometimes I ask for help for somebody else. Gotcha. And, you know, through through some kind of a, uh, probably some kind of project that we're doing, I can right. work somebody else that I'd like just like to help. Right. You know? Well, you're very helpful. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you don't want to ask for everything just for you either. No, no. I don't and think so. And you should so. always give from your abundance. I agree. And that's actually a great sidebar too. Um, I, I think, I think the, I was reading a book and I forget what it's called. I believe it's from Daniel Lappin, but it's, um, I forget what the name of the book is. I might come up with it, but he was talking about giving from your abundance. And the picture that they were talking about was like, you have a saucer and you have a wine glass on top of the saucer and so you're pouring wine into the glass, and until the glass is full and overflowing into the saucer, you you can't, you know, like you give from your abundance. You give from what you have left over in the saucer, because if you give from what's in the wine glass, you're going to be empty and you won't have anything left. And I, I think that's, yeah, oh, giving from your abundance so is a huge, oh, that's a great idea. You I know, who that. was that? It was, um, gosh, who was the really, the uh, power of, Positive thinking, like Zig Ziglar or something, or just no, no, no. It was, oh, um, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. He's he's still it. he's still around. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. Doing stuff. yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. I know. So, but anyway, okay, I'll, I'll put it on the show notes. Why I remember it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so one thing he said, he's like, okay, he said, you no, know, I I wanted to help poor people, so I went and I served turkey dinners. And oh, served. Tony Robbins. Yeah, Tony yeah, Robbins. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I went down, served turkey turkey dinners, mm-hmm. and. uh he did that for a few years, and he said, "You know what? I'm right here with these people. I'm just about poor." Yeah. He said, "What am I going to do?" <laughs> you know. He said, "Am I really helping them to my to the fullest my fullest ability?" And he said, "No." So then he became tremendously wealthy, and now I don't remember how many. Yeah, because he raises years. the money and from other people too. Like his, I yeah, I think it's a great idea, a great example. Because he he was trying to buy people these turkey dinners. And he could only give them so many because he wasn't making that much money and whatever. And then, like you said, he was kind of like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't have any money left over. But then he turned around like, okay, how can I, exactly. you know, I think he does like a million or half a million or whatever a year. I think he did a million or two. Uh, like, how can I do that? So then he's got other people doing that. And this company's so successful that he's helping. And it's just, yeah, it's interesting. But they're giving out of, again, out of their abundance as opposed to out of your lack. Because you've got to fill yourself up first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before you can, and it goes with finances or with love or with anything else. I mean, you've got to, you know, if you're in a poor financial situation where you've got a lot of debt and things like that, you're not going to be able to help it very many people. And, but yet if you're doing really well, then it's, oh, it's very easy and it flows and it's, it, there's less stress in it as well, I think. So, and I, and I think the more you, the more of that kind of stuff that you do, the blessings in your life sure. change tremendously. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start to see like things happen to you that are so great you can't, you, you couldn't even imagine it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like meeting my wife, for one. I right. mean, I couldn't have imagined her or a person like that mm-hmm. at that time for me. I just couldn't have done it. Right. I mean, I didn't have the capacity. I had only known uh, some bad relationships and stuff like that. Right. But to find somebody that truly loved me and truly cared about me and was going to stick with me. And she's done it. I mean, we were there were a lot of years we were super poor and 
we're not poor now, which is good. Yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And it's interesting. Jess and I talked a little bit about this on one of our other podcasts, one of the money series. But we uh, we had talked about how if we even pictured where we were, like if we could like five years ago, if we we're like, hey, you'll be in this situation, living at the lake, have these great friends, you know, have a golf cart, have a car, all this stuff. We would have been like, you guys are crazy. Like we were when we were in the middle of the bankruptcy and stuff, going through that. We would have, I would have just been like, you know, if if I could look ahead, if somebody just be like, hey, you don't worry, you know, if I. If I go back to the guy going through the bankruptcy, he'd be like, don't worry. In eight years, you guys are going to be doing awesome. You have this great... And I, I just, there's just no way I could see that. Yeah. You know? But now it's like, well, how could I do it any other way? So Exactly. And you almost expect... But you expect right. that. When you Absolutely. get... When you Absolutely. cross that threshold from like... And don't... One thing that's important to do, I mean, as far as manifesting and stuff like that, don't mm-hmm. think, well, that'll be good enough. Don't think about the right. good enough uh-huh. thing. You don't want right. to, it's, it shouldn't just be good enough. Right. You don't want a car that just gets you down the road. You want a car that's nice. That's someone, when people look at it, they're going to go, yeah, that's a, you know, it's a nice car. Right. Because so, it's not inspiring too. I think, yeah, if you're just kind of scraping by and it, it, you know, which is great. I mean, that's part of, you know, there's yeah. a journey, but I think, yeah, I think you're right. If you limit your thoughts, you really, like if Tony Robbins, to go back to that example, like if he just thought, oh, he's only going to be able to give out of his own money. And if he looked at, you know, the few thousand dollars or whatever he was making at that time he's like well i'm i'm barely going to be able to give away 10 turkey dinners every thanksgiving but now but he didn't put a limit on that mm-hmm. he just was like oh well then i can you know if, if anything's possible if god's a good god if the universe is you know orderly universe then how can this yeah i love not putting a limit on it though yeah that's, don't no you have you. to ask for what you want right and make it what you want don't put a lot of thought in well I don't deserve this or and that's the other right. part you're going to have hurdles I mean when you when you first start ask, like putting stuff out there you're going to be like oh man you know I really want that but I probably don't deserve it because you know I really didn't work that hard or or right. whatever you know I make more money not working hard than I ever did when I worked hard right people don't I mean the truth of the matter is it's not the money doesn't come to you because you work hard. The money comes to you because you believe it should. Right. So if you believe it should when you're not working hard, then that's even better than working hard, right? No, I yeah, I totally <laughs> agree. I totally agree. And I yeah. think yeah, I think we limit ourselves. I mean, I I know I do this all the time. I just limit myself. I think also one of my my downfalls too is you know, I'm like, oh, I want to do this, but then I'm like, well, how am I going to do that? And I remember Les Brown says it, and he's like, he's like, how is none of your business? And I think that's great yeah. because it's yeah. so true. It's exactly what you're saying. Like you, you have this picture in your mind, and you're going to have this, and you don't know how you're going to get there, but you're going to focus on that until it happens. And I think that's the yeah. So, but the thing is, you have to get your mind around it. You have mm-hmm. to believe that it's possible. And, you know, everybody says, well, go test drive these cars or whatever. I say rent the car. I say right. live with it for a minute. And then when you get in your car, you live with it again. You right. know, imagine that car being what you were. And I don't, believe me, I'm not that. Cars are, to me, are like, if right. you want a car, you just go get it. Right. You it's know, just you, a, yeah, transportation is yeah. a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So, but I use that as an example because I think that a lot of people do. Okay, we can talk about golf carts. And you right, know, right, I right. gotta have the bad. I got yes, yes, yeah. I that's might a good be example. <laughs> brand new, brand new golf cart. You know. No, I so. agree though, and I, it goes back to what you're saying earlier about how you had the picture 
or you have the picture in your mind, but you really need to see it, feel it, you know, just almost mm-hmm. taste it, touch it like it's real. And then that's when it'll really start happening. Yeah. So for sure. But I love it. So let's, uh, I was going to ask you a question or two at the end here. Um, because Jessica's making veggie burgers for us. And oh, excellent. That They're really going to be yummy, yeah. And my drink is almost gone, so I'm going to have to we pour had... another one, I think. So. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. But I was going to ask you, um, you've talked a little bit about, to me in the past, about, um, I believe you have like a little bit of a routine that you do before you go to bed. Like oh. Kind of a, a mental routine that you go through. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you kind of, you want to describe what that is or just kind of give an overview of what, what it could be or what would well, be a good I, tip for people to do. Yeah, I just... Usually, there's a, a few moments that I kind of run through my mind. And this is the, right before bed. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm in bed now. Okay, so, okay. yeah. So, I got, you know, brush my teeth, get on my, wear my thong. Right. <laughs> jumping in bed, right? So, I'm in bed and uh, and I, I'm laying there next to my beautiful wife who's always on her phone or her computer. And, uh, and I just, I put, I have headphones that I, and I listen. To, usually, I listen to some type of hypnotherapy every, I mean, I, I love hypnotherapy. I believe mm-hmm. in it 100%. My mom is a hypnotherapist mm-hmm. and, uh, and I've grown up with it. Another thing. And so, and that might be part of, you know, uh, that's a whole nother show. We'll have to do right, right. We'll have to put that. Yeah. yeah we'll have a hip- part two. Yeah. 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 So, Bring so, it but back on, that'd be great. So, but anyway, so yeah. So I listen to hypnotherapy, but before I do that, I usually take a few minutes and just try to raise my vibration, you know, get my, get my, um, my grat, my gratitude, yeah, just, my gratitude yeah. stuff, uh, pumping out there, you know. So like, it's like I think, you know, I just try to feel, you know, how great it was to have the kind of day that I had, you know. Mm, okay. And I mean, even if it wasn't a bad day, or if so you kind of start wasn't... with gratitude, then it's kind no, no, of no, the first I, part of it. All then. I do, I don't think about anything that went wrong. Uh huh. So okay. I try to I try to run through my mind how great everything was. If something went wrong, I find the thing that was good about that that lesson that I learned. Because really nothing in this life is going to be bad. It's not bad. It's just a lesson. You know, as long as you're still breathing, it's, you can learn from whatever's going on. And if and if it's just so bad that there's nothing else you can do about it, then you learn how to cope with it. That's right. that's well, your that's lesson. True. Yeah, you're like, well, I, yeah, I'm getting good at. There's Having nothing good sucks, in the situation, yeah. but I got through it. So that was the good positive yeah, thing, right? for sure, yeah. So I learned how to deal with, like, some That's totally great. crappy stuff happening in my life. I love it. Yeah, so so then once I go, you know, kind of run that through my mind, then I usually say, like, a prayer for my son, who's, he's going nuts right now. He's 17, and we're having a tough time with him, but, I mean, he's... Like he's every turning seventeen year old. Yeah, oh, I'm planet, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and like he's, when we were seventeen, sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's living pretty. He's got a pretty good life going. And I mean, he's yeah. just not had to do a bunch. I think growing up poor like I did, he just had to you had to figure out what you were going to do. You know, right. if you wanted to drive a car, you found the money. You want to yeah. do anything. We weren't handed that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And I, he's had a pretty easy go of it so far. And I think he's starting to realize he's going to have to work. But anyway, so I say a prayer for him because mm-hmm. I want I want the best for him. And I don't know what that's going to be. I don't know what that looks like. Sure. And I don't know that he really has figured out how to man, you know, to control his life. How to realize that this dream that he's living can be whatever he wants it to be. I mean, it's truly a dream. And if you treat it like a dream, if you allow yourself, if you remove yourself from your body, and just imagine it 
the way you imagine a dream. And I can't remember what is it a lucid dream where you can control what happens in the dream? Like I don't as you as you as you but you've been there before, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Where so, you're, you're yeah, where you're making choices in the dream of And what you you're know do, and right? you, it's not just yeah. happening to you. Yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of the way I try to live my life is I look at everything as if, you know, it really can happen outside of here and it can happen in that in in this like around me and things, but it doesn't actually affect me tremendously anymore. Mm-hmm. So what and that's a great lesson if you can get to that point where you understand that yeah, so this stuff's going on. I'm still here and I'm deep inside, you know, my soul, my, my beliefs, all that stuff is still there. It remains. So regardless of what's going on, I'm, you know, you can manipulate your dream. Right. So yeah. that's, so you basically, so let's go through the steps. So you basically, um, grateful, good gratitude. Yeah. You do some hypnotherapy kind of like, pray, no, I pray for my son, pray for your son. Mm-hmm. And then I do hypnotherapy. Okay. And, and you I, do that as you're falling asleep or is it? Well, like, usually it takes me to sleep. Okay. Yeah, usually there's different programs you can do, but I usually do something till I fall asleep and I wake up with the headphones in my ears. You know, <laughs> and that's how long is that usually? Typically, I'm just curious. Is it like a five minute, ten minute? Some like couple of like Craig Beck does one that, and mm-hmm. his is like fifteen minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And then there's another guy named George. I think his name is George Tolkien. I'm not real sure. I got, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So he does another one, then and that one's like I don't know, probably an hour. I've woke. I mean, I've fallen asleep and and woken up during it. Woken back up. Yeah. <laughs> like a, halfway like, through. Yeah, this thing's still going You're on. Like, oh my gosh! I just pull them out, sleeping. pull the earplugs out, and go <laughs> just go to sleep. You know. But yeah, I think it's really important because see, um, <laughs> once again, like when you're doing the physical activity and you're working mm-hmm. out hard and stuff, and and you got a lot of creative juices or I think it's just easier to isolate thoughts for me when I'm moving and it might be but you know my history of ADHD and stuff like that like right. I think better when I'm moving yeah so okay that so makes sense. so it's easier for me to focus now the other time like when I lay down I, I used to have a really tough time slowing my mind down enough to fall asleep and that's how all that got started with the hypnotherapy and stuff and like I said I grew up with it that's so. interesting no that's great that sounds like a really good um routine before bed and I and I've been kind of working on um setting my mind straight before I go to bed because I just know it just you know what you're focusing on and thinking about before you go to bed just I mean that you're you're going to be thinking about that all night um Mm -hmm. and your mind is is very quick you know when you're sleeping you're you know I don't know if you like I I've noticed um I remember having a dream and it's like you're in this dream like all these things happen and then I wake up and I'm like, oh, that was only 15 minutes. But it was like, you know, the dream oh, yeah. was like eight hours of a dream. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Had this whole thing, you know, day. So your mind works so quick. So I think that's so important to get your mind right before you go to bed. And it just helps the next day, you know, because yeah. it just, oh, that's great. I love that. I love that. Well, my drink is gone. Oh, yeah. I got to finish so, one. Yeah, on this just is... a second. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Sean, I... I loved having you on the show. Uh, apparently, we're going to have at least a part two, maybe yeah, three. You're very sure. interesting. I'm excited. Very yeah. interesting character. So, um, check out all the show notes uh, for anything that we talked about here. Will be at uh, onedrinkwithjohn.com. And again, Sean, thanks for coming out, buddy. Cheers, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks.